a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Of course, the situation in Ukraine is rapidly evolving. Uh, it's approaching midnight there in Ukraine. And as we continue to see images, so of course, we're seeing a lot of maps on all the, the national news outlets and where Russian uh, forces are attacking. We've seen images of explosions. But we really want to get past all of that because the thing we always have to remember in all of this uh, is this is about people. Uh, it's about self-determination. And it's about people who have built lives and who have hope for the future. And we're really pleased to have joining us on the program to help us look at what is going on with the people of Ukraine. Utah County Attorney David Levitt, who lived and worked in Ukraine for many years, has a great understanding. In fact, uh, back on January 26th, uh, in the middle of COVID, he he was uh, on the line with us uh, talking about what was going on. And he joins us again. Uh, David, thanks so much for being with us today. It's a pleasure to be with you again, Boyd. How are you doing? Doing well, doing well. And I, I know this is a an area of the world that is uh, near and dear uh, to your heart because you've lived there. You know the people of Ukraine in a unique way. Uh, as you have reached out over the last 24 hours to many of your friends and associates inside Ukraine, uh, how are they feeling? What are you sensing at this point? Well, you know, it depends on who you. It depends on what level of society you're you're living in in Ukraine, and 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 one of the one of the rich experiences we've had is to know people of all walks of life in Ukraine, from the former president Viktor Yushchenko and his wife and family to you know people who are rather anonymous uh, in Ukraine, and and you know this this is affecting everyone in Ukraine, but. Uh, you know, if you're an anonymous person in Ukraine um, and you didn't get out of Kiev or, or, or you know, one of the other cities is being bombed, uh, then you're hunkering down and, and you know, staying off the streets and staying out of sight and hoping that a missile doesn't hit your building or your home. Um, and, 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 and your life's full of uncertainty. If you're, if you are a Ukrainian nationalist who has been quite vocal about Ukraine's independence, then then you have reason to worry because you, the Russians are uh, looking for you and trying to trying to quell any kind of dissent. If you're a person like Viktor Yushchenko, um, you've got real problems because you're 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 at the very top of Vladimir Putin's kill list, and um, and. 
you know, I've been in contact with, with, um, uh, all of these sorts of people, um, in, in the last day. And they're, you know, I mean, they're, they're in disbelief and they're in shock and they're really trying to, trying to, you know, make, make sense of what to do with their life. Yeah. It's, it's tragic. Yeah. It, it is so difficult. And, and I want to dig into uh, just a couple of things that you mentioned there, David, that, uh, talking to someone uh, like Mr. Yushchenko, obviously, who had led the nation. Uh, and most of us, as, as we've been watching these images unfold over the last 24 hours, most people are, again, kind of thinking bombs and missiles and uh, military bases and airfields. Uh, but, but you bring up an important point in terms of those who are really going to be on uh, Vladimir Putin's uh, kill list to to literally take out as he obviously is trying to uh, do a, a pincer movement uh, around the capital uh, and then really topple the government that way. Uh, that's a that is a very uh, different thing for most of us to think about. That because maybe we raised a voice uh, on an issue that suddenly that makes us a target uh, from a foreign government. Right. I mean, and and, and it's it's something that. We're not used to seeing in the United States. I think that we're seeing more of it uh, at a much lesser level in the United States. But uh, yeah, I mean, you you will see. Um, we've seen Vladimir Putin denying that he was invading Ukraine all up until the time that he invaded Ukraine, and and of course his purpose now his stated purpose for invading Ukraine is to protect. Uh, people of the world from the Nazification of Ukraine. And uh, I think what you likely will see are Ukrainian political leaders and and uh, other outspoken people in Ukraine uh, rounded up and given a very swift trial about, uh, you know, uh, 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 on trials alleging their war crimes, quote unquote. And I think that you'll see very swift and um, devastating action taken against them. I mean, I think this is a, this is, this is a moment in history that, um, will, will, will resonate far beyond Ukraine. And and for Americans, you know, anyone who believes that this isn't a fundamental turning point in the course of world history, Mm. um, you know, they, they just, I think they're kidding themselves. This is, this is a big day. Yeah, we know the uh, Ukrainian ambassador to the UN was was very forceful uh, in a uh, in a brilliant speech last night, uh, talking about uh, you know those who those who invade this way. Uh, there are special places uh, in hot places uh, for them to go. That there's nowhere in between there. One of the things that you uh, mentioned last time we spoke uh, back in late January, uh, you said that the Ukrainians won't go down without a fight. Uh, do you still believe that? Do you still sense that? How do you think that pl- part plays out? Well, you know, I mean, I think that, um, I think it's still true. I mean, there, there's a, the Ukrainians, the, the Russians came in and took a big military airfield just outside of Kiev um, today. Um, about an hour, hour and a half ago, the Ukrainians took it back and, you know, killed I think what my source in Ukraine told me was about 400 Russian soldiers that were, I mean, you know, there's going to, this is going to be a very bloody war. Um, 
but again, um, militarily speaking, Ukraine is absolutely no no match for Russia. Right. Uh, it's just a it's a matter of when, not if. Uh, but it but it will be a very bloody um, and deadly thing. Yeah. Uh, as as you think about your friends in Ukraine and what they're dealing with and and how they're grappling with all of that. Uh, what would you hope the message from the United States uh, would be? What have you seen that is encouraging? Where do you think the United States has got to lead better or differently? Well, it's it's a you know the United States is in a real challenging spot because the United States uh, needs to be unified with the rest of uh, West with the re- with the rest of the West and and and. Everyone's self-interest with Ukraine, with, with excuse me, everyone's self is the European Western, the Western European self-interest in dealing with Russia is very different than the American reality. Germany is dependent upon Russia for its for its gas. Uh, you know, I mean, it's and and so the United States can't simply do this uh, without European unity. And so, what I would hope to see from the United States is a real effort at at uh, the at, at persuading all of the Western allies, all of the Western European countries, that um, there are things which transcend self-interest, and, um, and and I believe that the United States is in a position to take a leadership role in that. Uh, fantastic, David Lovett, of course, the Utah County Attorney, spent 14 years as a lawyer working in Ukraine. Uh, David, one last thing: any anything else we should be watching for? Anything that you're hoping for in the hours ahead? Well, I, I, I there's not a lot there's not a lot of hope going on. I think. <laughs> I mean, I I'm hopeful that uh, in a perfect world that that that. Vladimir Putin would find some reason to to back out, but I think I think that he's probably officially beyond the point of no return, and so I'm I'm just hopeful that that um, you know the women, the children, the elderly uh, are able to find shelter and and warmth and food uh, because that's re- really what's come down to is just the basic necessities of life. And I'm, and, and I think that we all need to be um, as prayerful as we know how to be to uh, not simply for the people of Ukraine, because I'm, I, I, I think the, I, I think that history will bear out uh, that um, Vladimir Putin has more on his mind than Ukraine. Great insight, great perspective. David Levitt, again, Utah County Attorney. Appreciate you jumping on the line with us today and uh, super perspective from inside of Ukraine. We'll step aside for one last commercial break. When we come back, some final thoughts on a rapidly changing day globally and right here at home and right between our own two ears. A lot to think about, a lot to process. Much more to come on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Stay with us. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. 
Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.